ladies and gentlemen, introducing the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. Radio Network. Hey, what's up, you guys? What is going on, everybody? What up, fam? Hey, it's me. What up, oozes? What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Are you looking for a network that brings you all things pro wrestling? Then look no further. Wrestle Addict Radio brings you a varied source of wrestling content. What's going on, guys? This is Willie T. My name is Mr. Press. This is your resident smart slayer. Search for Wrestle Addict Radio on all major podcast platforms and be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast. And you are listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening. Come join the war each and every week as we fight to keep wrestling real. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Radio, 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 radio. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. I have something to say! Hey, yo! Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the King Kong is climbing to the Empire State Building, but here comes the Calvary! Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother! Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. Haas. I can't help it. That I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. And here is your host, the baby face of podcasting, JC Bowles. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. One of the questions I wanted to ask you was, do you think that this is a demotion for Balor? No, I think it's a promotion for NXT. I thank you. I agree. I'm yeah. agreed the same the, same sentiment. Yep. I feel like I mean, we've talked feel like about promotion. People feel like it's well, a promotion, yeah, though. Yeah, but NXT is definitely getting promoted. There's a Wednesday night war, and NXT is the Wednesday night show. So. Right. There's going to be bigger stars. I mean, I think Kevin Owens is going to lose to Shane on Friday, and I think he's going to be on NXT. I think we're going to see Asuka yeah. on NXT mm-hmm. and possibly Kyrie Sane. Not as the Kyrie Warriors. Yeah. Put them both down there. Because, uh, right, listen, right now there's only two people that could defeat Shayna Baszler for that title, and that's Asuka or Rhea Ripley. You heard it here first, folks. What about Rhea Tony, Ripley? dude? Tony and Tony, Shana? dude. No, I don't know. I, I would rather see Tony and Rhea or even Tony and Asuka. Holy shit. Yeah, but Tony and Asuka, come on. Dude, back the fuck up. Tony could ac- absolutely beat Shayna. I'm not saying that's she okay. can't. She's a badass, dude. She's from Australia. I, if I had she's to more pick, tougher than us. If I had to pick between Asuka, Rhea, and Tony, I would rather see Asuka and or Rhea defeat Shayna. 
Tony's my girl. You know that. That that's oh I know. But when we do our fantasy draft, hint hint wink wink. I already got dibs on Tony Storm because she's gonna be you in can't my have new. Tips. Wait a second. I'm I'm gonna let the cat out of the bag on this one because this is too exciting for me not to say anything. She's gonna be part of my newest female faction. Uh, in my draft, the the Riot Squad does officially break up, and Ruby Riot comes back and starts the new Riot. Oh no, the next Riot. I kind of like the new Riot better. The new Riot, where it's going to be Ruby Riot, Paige, Tony Storm, and Mia Yim. Come at me, bro. That's the fucking new four so horsewomen right there, Paige, bro. Paige is, Paige is the manager, right? No, in my fantasy draft, because oh it's fucking fantasy, God. she's wrestling, goddammit, and her and Ruby are the oh, fucking you know women's what? tag in team my champions. Fantasy, in my fantasy, I'm drafted Hulk Hogan circa 86. No, I'm you drafted can't do this, Rudo because Sam Hogan Martino. is not active. Paige is active. Paige is not active. She's an active member of the roster. She's not an active in-ring competitor, though. Did I say that? But she's an active member of the roster. Hogan is not an active member of the roster. Um, First of all, Hulk Hogan is the captain of a five-man tag team that's going to Saudi Arabia to take down Ric Flair one last fucking time. Yo, real quick, on that note, I'm excited for that match, but why couldn't they just do this match at fucking Survivor Series. That would have been so cool for Survivor Series. I would have enjoyed that. Because Saudi Arabia is obsessed with 80s and 90s wrestling and they will fucking pay top dollar to watch Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair old man slap each other right. in, in out while managing 10-man tag teams with one team happening to have the Universal Champion who is turning quickly into a politician. Yes. By the way. I hate that they have tried so hard to put him with Legends to give him a rub. He had his thing with Austin. He has his thing um, with DX. Now he hangs out there with Hogan and Flair. And it's and he keeps doing, like, their catchphrases. Like, no, stop that. Stop that, Seth. Just stop trying to be that guy. I was reading something on Bleacher Report, and I didn't pull up who wrote it, so I apologize. And we'll give a Twitter shout-out later on. But... My man said on Bleach Report, he straight up said, Seth sounded like a politician when he was out there tonight. Going and saying what the the suits and like the in-charge political party, which has Vince McMahon in this case. It's it's the terrible scripts that, that they're writing for him. Like, yeah. I want to see what Seth Rollins is all about without a script in front of him. His scripts are terrible. Terrible, man. And, or, or he's just not... He's not selling it the right way. You know, I don't want to I don't even want to say that they're that they're terrible because there have been some terrible fucking scripts that we know have been written for the for the superstars, but if the superstar performs it correctly and they know how to sell it, it may it makes all the difference. What do you think? You think it's the scripting, you think it's the or you think it's Seth? I think it's the scripting and it's Seth not like having the quote unquote balls enough to go and do what Chris Jericho would have done in the situation. And that's right. do fucking what Chris like go do what the fuck he wants mm-hmm. you know and just prove that his ideas are better and maybe he's just not as creative like Jericho is not only a great wrestler he's a great behind the scenes creative guy he it's all about the guy who came up the elimination chamber match came up with his his uh you know his whole uh, Y2J gimmick and the whole the whole Jericho WWE persona was his thing and it worked because, like, he just proved he can, he, he can get over. He didn't need Vince McMahon's expertise to do it. And I also think that's what Vince is looking for. 
You know, like Vince, I think, really does want guys to step up. And, you know, once again, here's Rollins, champion Rollins, had a great fucking chase once again to get to the title, had a great build, had a solid, had a had great a solid performance match against Brock, too. SummerSlam. Yeah, like, looked really fucking good. And now here he is his champion again, being some glad, happy, stupid champion motherfucker. Like... Stop trying to promote him as some wannabe John Cena champion, some wannabe Hulk Hogan champion, and realize you're about to get into a ratings war with a TV 14 show that just kicked your fucking ass in its first fucking week. And showing and with Chris Jericho as champion, mind you, how ironic enough, we bring it right back to Jericho. And Chris Jericho doing what the fuck Chris Jericho wants and being the fuck over. Like, that's what your wrestling audience wants to see. That was exciting watching Dynamite. Raw, when Rollins was on this week, was not exciting. Right. You know, we're talking about all, like, these these top names, these faces. We're talking about Jericho being the face right now of AW because he is the current champion. The guys like Hogan and uh, you mentioned Austin Flair. And we have Seth Rollins, obviously. We're, trying to, we're talking about trying to make him the face <laughs> of the main roster. Let's go back to um, what I was saying earlier about Finn Balor. I want to get into the topics about NXT and the official launch of the Wednesday Night Wars. And do you think Balor is going to be the face of NXT now that it's on prime time? Before we get into that, Doc, let's set the table for everyone out there in the fam. What up, fam? And welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Welcome to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. Be sure to check us out right here every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. I am the host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones. And as always, I'm accompanied by the bass playing, smart slaying, cowboy boot wearing son of a gun, the one and the good doctor himself. What? Doc. What? what? Okay, Haas. What, 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 what? <laughs> How are you tonight, man? I'm great. I'm pretty pretty tired. I had a really long day today. Got home pretty I, I late. Want... Me I too, a... man. I had a... Re- yep. Yeah, to, me too, so already, already interrupting me, Doc. We just started the show. Already interrupting me. Yeah, well, my day was better than yours, so let me get yeah. into it. Uh, I had a rehearsal because I'm playing up in Woodstock tomorrow at Levon Elm Studios. Hell it's yeah. It's been a life goal. So I'll be missing the first SmackDown on Fox, unfortunately, um, live. I'm going to watch it on Saturday. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a huge show. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of really cool stuff's going to happen, such as a... <coughs> CM Punk return, and uh, I'm pretty sure CM Whoa. Punk and The Rocker. Whoa. Dude, I really, dude, after watching Dynamite this week and seeing how they delivered with some good, like, good ambushes and some good surprise appearances, some really fucking big fight feel, like, what felt to me like must see wrestling television. I think, you know, it looks like Punk's coming back to at least, you know, do the WWE backstage show. So he's put enough of his differences with Vince McMahon aside to do this. People are going to watch CM Punk talk about wrestling, but I just have a hard time thinking if he's back in the fold that Vince isn't throwing a couple more zeros on the end of that check right. and saying, "Dude, come back. Yo, we'll put CM? you right. You're gonna be, we'll put you right in the main event of Survivor Series against the mm-hmm. fucking Rock, dude." Dude, Punk is still young, man. He still has another good run left in him. 
I would love to see yeah. him in the ring with guys like Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Nakamura, even fucking Bobby Roode. I'd love to see him in the ring with a lot of these guys. I would too. I don't think you're going to see him appear that much. I think you're going to see if he comes back and he does the backstage, he's going to work like a Triple H, Undertaker-like schedule. I don't know. I think with Fox, with SmackDown on Fox, I think with Fox being the back, uh, the backing for what SmackDown is going to end up being in the end, I think that could be the big draw for Punk to want to be like, you know what, I got another run of me. I'll sign a two, three-year contract. But, but you it's know not what? Be right I, but away. I bet you, I bet you, if he does, he will headline WrestleMania at least twice, or at least have big matches in WrestleMania at least twice. I don't know if he'll headline. I, I think I can see a main event, or at least, at never, least be in a championship match. How about that? Let's put yeah, it that he's way. Because what right. the hell is a main event nowadays anymore? Anyway, it's not really right. You know, like I said, if Punk Rock. If they say Punk Rock becomes a match of Survivor Series this Punk, year, that's Punk the main event, but it's not going to be for a t- <laughs> But it's All not right. going to be for Enter a Enter the Ramones. So, anyway, I'm going to miss SmackDown tomorrow. We'll get more into that. Uh, I saw Tiger Army tonight. I don't know if you're into uh, Psycho Billy at all. I've never heard but, of uh, Tig- Tiger Army. Yeah, man, cool. They're, 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 like, they're a trio, three Ps from uh, Leafs. Kathleen, California. I'm not sure if they're from Northern or Southern California. Bitching ass upright bass player. Does that whole kind of thing, you know? And I was impressed. So I did that tonight and now I'm ready to talk some wrestling. Nice. Ready to talk about Punk's imminent return on wrestling tomorrow. And and you know me, dude. I don't like, I've resisted every urge to mark out on C- about CM Punk coming back one day. Mm-hmm. But this feels like it's a little more real now. And with the war started and AEW planning a firm victory in week one, which we knew they were going to win week one because it was the new kid in town and everybody was interested. But right. they kind of dominated. They dominated. Like, on social they, media, streaming, social on media, TV. The number one yeah. trending worldwide was hashtag I'm with AEW. And WWE does well on social media, so they that's do. an impressive win, yeah. And also, AEW really ranked in the ratings with 1.4 million viewers versus NXT's 891,000 viewers. NXT right. didn't even break a million viewers in this first night. But you know what, though? I'm not surprised. Because what have I been saying for weeks? If you're a fucking wrestling fan, stop choosing a side and just watch wrestling. And I was like, if anyone's going to watch anything live, it's going to be the new kids on the block. It's going to be AEW. What's this new promotion? Who are these new wrestlers? I want to see. Because now wrestling fans have a variety. You know, they have options. I don't want to say options. They have, um, I don't want to say alternatives either. But, you know, no, I want to say options better than alternative uh, they have options you know they could watch different things because right. i would say why out of all the wrestling fans in the world i'd say maybe 85 percent of them know about the indies or at least have been to a couple indie shows a handful of indie shows and know who ring of honor is new japan is they and they know that these other promotions exist so they know about the wrestlers now they have an opportunity to see these wrestlers on television so right. wrestling fans are going to tune in and they're going to watch the new show. Who is this new this new company? So I think that makes perfect sense. I think it made perfect sense for for AEW 
to win the ratings. And if anyone thought otherwise, I don't know what they were thinking. And it'll be interesting to see how many streams NXT does on the network over the next two to three to four days. Right. As people who did watch Dynamite Live, okay, if you read about what happened in NXT, it was a fucking Like, I watched Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do some watch-along with NXT a little bit tonight for everybody because we haven't gotten to catch all of NXT. We know what happened, and we know it was a fire show. Yeah. I mean, apparently apparently, um, we're going to watch Cole and Riddle, which apparently was a clinic. And apparently the end was just awesome um, with uh, Tommaso coming back and a little stare and a, and a, and a little... Uh, and just the little stare down between, I guess, him and Cole they had. So we're going to talk about that as we watch it a bit tonight for y'all. But people are, like I said, people are going to go back and watch NXT. Like mm-hmm. those viewers that weren't watching are going to see it at some point. Right. And that's the thing where WWE is definitely going to have a leg up over AEW. They have a broader platform for people to watch their product on. Right. Now, I do have to let you know, Doc, and also everyone out there in the fourth wall fan, I will unfortunately not be able to watch um, AEW Dynamite or NXT on Wednesday nights, nor can I DVR my shows because we have a single DVR, which only allows you to record two shows simultaneously. And well, when you live with a lady friend, the lady friend's shows take precedent over your wrestling on the DVR. So we have to now record the Masked Singer and SWAT and American Horror Story, which I'm okay with American Horror Story because I do like American yeah, Horror Story. Yeah, that's a pretty cool show. But that's a ma- cool show. The Masked Singer is taking precedent over fucking the first hour of NXT and AEW Dynamite. So, Bones, I'm going to help you with Dynamite. Dynamite, I think, will, it streams live on TNT on the app. On the app. I think it streams it live, okay. and the app you can you can cast from the app to a smart TV, right? So I think you can watch Dynamite as it's happening. NXT, I'm not sure how USA streaming works. I don't know if you can stream live. I actually, I know I I you can. I stream the NBA. Yeah, you can. I stream so the NBA on TNT live all the time. So there you go. So you okay. can stream. The, I I stream the NBA live on TNT all the time. So if they're streaming the NBA live, they're giving AEW as much clout as right. you know their basketball coverage. They want to be as successful as their basketball coverage. I watched I watched uh, AEW on the TNT app this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with me too, like I would still have to watch it later, and I can't watch like I'm still working. Don't forget, I work late and I get home extremely late, so I wouldn't watch right. anything until I got home. I don't trust myself having that on in the car when I'm driving. So kids, don't try that at home. <laughs> Yeah, man, you'd be marking out, man. Right. (laughs) It's fucking chat. We the people. Yes, he's back. Definite we the people (laughs) chat. Fucking loud we the people chat. You know what chant I'm surprised we didn't hear a lot of? Uh, CM Punk chants. Thank God. Well, I think two things. One, they're stupid. Uh, Two, the AEW fans are probably the smartest of the smart fans. Yep. And the ones who are going to dislike the CM Punk chant the most. And three, it seems pretty, a pretty solid chance that Punk's coming back to WWE related programming. Right. You know, I remember last week I was talking about it seemed like he'd be an employee of Fox Mm -hmm. and with this Fox show. Now it seems like after a week and learning some things. It seems like it is going to be a WWE-centric show, right? And there's going to be more. I that what I first read and heard is that it was a 
wrestling show on FS1 and that Fox wants to treat it more like a sports. So that's where my brain goes. I go into sports mode. I went too into sports mode. Too far into sports mode, Doc. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Just real quick, before we get into uh, our watch-along portion of the show, do you think CM Punk would go to NXT? Put him in no. a few guys like Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny I Gargano. I think he might. You know what? I'll give rephrase. I don't say not full-time. I think it's smart to take guys like if Punk comes back, guys like Punk, Triple H, John Cena, even fuck even the Undertaker, mm-hmm. you know, put them, let them bounce between all the brands, let them be on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, especially SmackDown and NXT. It seems like Raw is going in a different direction than SmackDown is going to be going. NXT is definitely a different direction from NXT. But I feel like SmackDown is going to be a little closer to NXT than is the Raw tomorrow night. So Mm -hmm. I think it's smart to take your top guys like that, guys who are multiple-time world champions, legends in the industry, put them on all the brands and let them have a chance on all the brands to put talent over. Because you can't – it's like you said – Finn Balor going to NXT isn't a demotion. It's a promotion for NXT. And what better way to keep elevating NXT than bringing some legendary talent that you would think would only be showcased on Raw and SmackDown. Fucking, no be badass. Triple H versus Tommaso Ciampa at the fucking on oh, NXT. Dude. What a fucking match. Talk about the, fucking get, get, giving someone the rub, right? Yeah, talk about passing a fucking torch. <laughs> but I think, see now, that would put Ciampa up there as probably one of the biggest baby faces in the company. When Ciampa is just too good as of a heel for him to, to go babyface. Yeah, but he's he's a tweener. Like he really is a true tweener. I'm curious to see how his how he portrays his character now that he's back. Because I mean, after he was injured, his tweets. Were very babyfacish. He was he was himself. He was whoever it's, Tommaso Ciampa's um, shoot name is. Whatever his shoot name is, he was his his shoot personality. He wasn't. He was totally right. like kayfabe. You know, pictures of him with his baby and his wife and in the hospital and stuff. So I wonder now if he's if he's still going with a stay a heel or like you said, maybe maybe a tweener. He'll still have that attitude, that edginess to him, but he'll be a babyface or get right. che- at least get cheered. I should say. Not really. So you talk about some other like main roster wrestlers who haven't been around a while and might end up on NXT. Where the fuck's Drew McIntyre been? Injured. He had surgery. Oh, did he have surgery? Okay. okay yeah, he, he's, he'll be returning this week. He'll be, he'll be around for the draft. And so will the Usos. Okay, I missed, I missed that. Oh, I knew about the Usos, but I, I didn't know it being out for a bit. But I didn't know Drew got hurt. Or if I did know, I forgot. You, you got There's a, a good chance I forgot. You got to keep up with the dirt sheets, bro. You find all this shit out. Dude, you're the dirt sheet guy. We've been through this. That's how I get my you're news. You're the dirt sheet. <laughs> no, I, I, I never announce it, though, until I, until, I see this, until I see the same topic spoken about on multiple facets, and I start seeing <laughs> where, the, where the sources are. Dude, what the fuck did you send me except the other day? When, with, you know, except for when uh, except- WrestleMania was being canceled because of potential snow. <laughs> Oh, that was fucking awesome. That was my favorite dirt sheet post you ever said to me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Bones? <laughs> and right. then, I, what was I the other? did send you something. 
You sent me something on Facebook. I sent you something on Facebook, and you commented. And I just wrote, shut up, Bones. <laughs> yeah, Luke, our boy Lou fucking said something just to be great. I think it had something to do with punk. Was, I think it was a CM and Punk then, thing. Here. And I wrote, shut, shut up, yeah, Bones. CM Punk <laughs> confirms he wants to be a part of SmackDown premiere on Fox. And you said, God damn it, Bones. <laughs> <laughs> and now here we are a few days later, and I'm just like, hey, you know what? If he is gonna, it sounds like it is gonna be on SmackDown. So After seeing back, Dynamite, bro. take that shit back. I take back. it back. I take it back. So you're sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. That's what you sorry, heard right folks. here, folks. All right, so Doc, sorry, before folks. you and I you're, get you're before you and I get more out of hand, let's 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 do this wash along because the fam is patiently awaiting. So we, uh, so fam, go to the WWE, WWE Network, go to the NXT tab, and choose NXT Live. On the USA Network from October 2nd, 2019. Move the cursor up to 2 minutes and 10 seconds. So it'll say 000210. It should be Mauro Ranallo on the screen, on the microphone, announcing the show. Okay, Doc, are, you, up are you set to 210 as well? And just FYI. The picture is a little bit different, so maybe my two ten is your yeah, two ten. I think I think we're just we're like milliseconds apart. That'll gotcha. do. Let me yeah. know when you're ready, Doc. Fam, let me know when you're ready. Let's get the fam a few more minutes. Let's All give right, him fam, some time. Take your time. As we bask in the glory that is Mar Vernallo. Right? Dude, look at that fucking yeah. haircut, man. He's, he's, he's far and he's far and away the best slick as hell, bro. Look at him. Look at that fucking hair. Look at that hairline, bro. Dude, he's far and away WWE's best commentator. Dude, he really is. I want to see Dude. him, Nigel, Vic Joseph, and Corey Graves are honestly four of my favorites. Dude, honestly, and I know what's cool about um the fucking um Dynamite last night. I really enjoyed hearing Tony Schiavone again, man. Tony Schiavone, dude. Tony Schiavone and Jr. I marked the fuck. Great out. combo, man. Oh, great dude. combo, dude. And they have, and it's funny they've crossed paths a little bit, but I think it's probably been since the '80s since they those two They haven't worked together. together since they were in AWA, bro. And for the short yeah. stint when Jr. was over in WCW before he came to WWF. Right, a very right. Short that, I guess that must have been must have been like the early nineties. They must, so, yeah, that yeah, would be. So, so see, even the, when Jay, yeah, yeah, fucking a man. You see, fam, Doc interrupts me all the time. I'm excited. Fucking son of a bitch. But no, right, dude. Right, let's start during the, the peaks of their careers. Those two never commentated together. So I think it's awesome to hear Shivani and Jr. Awesome. All right, you ready yeah. now, Doc? Now that we're all waiting for yep. you. All right, yep. fam, so again, cursor at 2 minutes and 10 seconds. Picture Mauro Ronaldo on the screen. I'm going to count down 3, 2, 1, play. When I say play, press play. And we're going to go ahead and watch the first match on the card, which is Matt Riddle taking on Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. Doc, are you ready? Yeah, hurry up. My screensaver is going to come on. Let's go. All right, ready, fam? 3, 2, 1, play. Third years down a little bit, dude. Just the hair. Don't tell me what to do, Doc. But it's Mauro Ranallo, bro. You can't turn down his voice. I know. Oh, it's bro so, time. Right? Bro. Love started with it. Love oh, you know started what? with it. Since, Matt, match, since Matt Riddle is coming out, this is an honor of you, Matt. Doc, would you take over and talk for a minute? <laughs> Absolutely. 
Uh, so Dynamite starts off with Cody Rhodes and Sammy Huge, and what's NXT do? They freaking up the ante a little bit more with their title match with right off the bat. When you had match, yep. And you had so many big matches on the card. This was okay to do for a television taping. It didn't didn't bother me at all. Uh, huge opportunity for Riddle, an up and coming star, up and coming <laughs> star. Excuse me. <laughs> so. Right away, man. Definitely want to talk about some production. You know, I mean, obviously. Well, hold on, Doc. Before you get into that, bringing up, you know, how the first match on NXT is Matt Riddle versus Cole for the NXT Championship. What's one thing about AEW that the Young Bucks are trying to make? They're trying to make tag team wrestling main event right. wrestling. What does NXT do? Main events with a fucking tag team championship tag match. Huh? Absolutely. Huh? Were those Absolutely. shots? Were those yeah. shots fired? Could it have hey, been? Man, Am I being is, a mark? Am I th- thinking into it too much? No, you're not. It's unquestionably a battle. It's unquestionably a war. They're competing for the same <clears> fan base. It's the, the same people that are in the NXT arena for this show went home and watched Dynamite. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, let's be real here. Um, and you also know the people backstage or that are in Gorilla are probably watching AEW right now. And probably at AEW, they're watching NXT. That I don't think they're They doing. did it during the Monday Night Wars, bro. Bischoff has been open about that. They did watch each other's yeah, shows. And so, but I so think is it's a different. I don't think, it's, I don't think it's at the point where they're watching each other like that. So I think there's still too much pride and just like, I don't need to watch them to put on a good wrestling show. I know how to put on a good wrestling show. I'm Triple H, you know. And I'm sure Cody Rhodes is in the same boat, you know. And there's also more... It's not as like, you know, Vince hated Ted Turner, man. He hated that Ted Turner had more money than him. I feel like the relationship here with like, let's call it Cody and Triple H, there's a lot more mutual respect for each other. Right. Than there was for, than it was in the 90s. Especially between Cody and Triple H. Especially between Cody and Triple H. Because of Dusty Rhodes, because of how close Dusty and Triple H were. Of course, yeah. Now, also, you know, what was pretty interesting. It's like AEW and NXT borrowed from each other's playbooks in this very first match. This match was, what, 19 minutes? Maybe just under 19 minutes, right? And then so was the Sammy Guevara and Cody match. They both started and right. ended at the, same, at the same time. When Cody Rhodes defeated Sammy Guevara, what was happening on NXT? Adam Cole was successfully defending his NXT championship, and then out comes Finn Balor. So I have a question for you. If we're if you're live and you're deciding what show you want to watch, what are you watching right now? Are you watching Cody and Sammy or are you watching Cole and Riddle? No, if I was watching if I was channel flipping, channel sort between the two, yeah. I I would watch this match first. Oh, I love the dark look out dark that's awesome. Dude, right? I love this. I love that love the they've lighting. been doing this a few times now, even on um Smackdown and It's Royal different though. It. There's there's something different about this though. It feels like a bigger fight feel. Like this show isn't in a hockey arena. competitors. All you see are the competitors. You don't right. see the announcer or anything else. Right. This is like you know, you look at AEW and it was in a hockey arena. They have mm-hmm. eight they have fifteen thousand more fans there about, but this still feels like you're in a big arena and it's a big fight feel. WWE production is awesome at this. And yeah. replicating that big arena feel that they don't have. Eventually, I think NXT is going to go to touring, and I think they are going to be in arenas probably by the new year. Well, let's talk about that. You said you want to talk about production. Let's talk about that first, though. So, obviously, you could fit, I think it's just under 900 people 
in Full Sail University, in, in this arena, stadium, whatever you want to call this room, right, in Full Sail, just under 900 people. How many, what was the capacity uh, where AEW was? They, they, they played at the Capital One Center, which is the home arena of the Washington Capitals and Bullets, mm-hmm. and I believe the announced attendance was just under 15,000. Which is about so, right for a, a sellout wrestling show. So now in an let's, arena. let's talk about the people that are watching at home that are channel surfing between TNT and USA who might be casual fans who are just trying to get back into wrestling because they heard about Jericho was back or this guy was back or whatever. So they're watching to see, oh, well, what's going on in wrestling? Perception is reality. If AEW is going to be in these bigger arenas and you see that sea of people in these big arenas that are all on their feet chanting. First of all, the crowd reaction is going to sound bigger because there's more people. If you look at NXT, is very intimate. So because of the intimate setting and because of the production, it makes it sound bigger. But again, perception is reality. I'm seeing depth in the audience. I'm not seeing depth in my audience in NXT. Notice how dark it is back there in the audience, too. It yeah, was, it yeah was, you read my mind. And I like it, but it wasn't that dark on AE. Oh, shit. That was a stiff fucking kick right to his chin. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but with AEW, the audience was lit. I was, I was keeping an eye on, the, on AEW's production. Like, I was wondering if they were going to do the dark, like the live show feel, but they really weren't because they did that at All Out, All In. They weren't doing that. This was a lot more production. Uh, yeah, very actually, much, right? They really showed yeah. off the fans. I, I think AEW is really trying to, I mean, obviously they're all about the fans, but AEW is really trying to showcase, look at who we have watching us. Look who's here to support Listen, us. AEW's production was very much like a nitro. Very it was much, very, very much. The like crowd shots, the crowd shots were very nitro. That's that the crowd broadcasting, was, man. And that right, fucking the crowd was very nitro. Mm-hmm. Like, and, they, and they, it was the bright arena. They really wanted to showcase that they sold out their first TV taping. And like you said, the WWE does a great job with the dark room. You, you can't tell. I can't tell whether like this might be outdoors. I I, I don't know where they are right, right. now. You know, they could be in a stadium. We don't see the back of the stadium because of yeah. how they do the lighting. Even and because just, of the even, small room, it's still loud. Yeah, even just now that upshot underneath Adam Cole, like you saw the roof, but you couldn't tell. It was just black. You couldn't tell if it was an open roof, if it was a dark right. All you saw was the lights. Right. So that's kudos. And that's, you know, I think Triple, uh, Triple H and, well, Triple H and WWE probably have more of a budget to work with to make that feel like. Oh, yeah. 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 And the crowd's hot. Both crowds, I think, are just as hot. You Both know? crowds are hot. Um, our good friend yeah. Jeff Palmaccio was live in attendance at AEW Dynamite when he heard that they couldn't sell tickets and they were only selling them for six bucks. He very quickly picked one up uh, for him and a few of his friends, and they took a road trip out to D.C., and he was there live. And he said the crowd was oh. fucking hot. Well, they did wind up selling out, and apparently next week's Boston taping is sold out too, according to Jr. Oh, there you go. He mentioned he mentioned both multiple times in the show that the Boston taping is sold out too, but our Philly taping, our local one, is not sold out yet. Um, when is that? In two weeks? Yeah. Or is that in three weeks? weeks? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to go to that, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just the wrong day of week. Yeah. I won't be able. But to I, will any make a, I will make. I will make. I come back from Europe. Yeah, I will make a point though. Uh, I definitely want to go 
to a New York tapings. I want to hear the New York audience in an AEW show. How really much do you want to bet AEW goes to the old school uh, ECW arena whenever they're when they're in New York and do at least one show there? The ECW arena was in Philly. Let's clear that up. Oh fuck! What did I say? Uh, I think you meant. The, I think you're thinking of the Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center. Yes, I got. How to get? Those I don't think. Well, Sorry, I my think apologies, fam. I think they're going to want to sell out the Garden to throw it in WWE's face. The, the Garden Unless, is a W. Unle- oh, shit. Fucking Matt Riddle, man. He's a fucking little ball of energy, man. He's going to be the one to retire uh, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar's going to go out on his back for Matt Riddle. I can, so see precise. I can see it happening. Yeah, he's so athletic, dude. Mm-hmm. Love watching him. And I love you know what you know what I like about him? You don't see guys his size doing senton bombs, but when he does it, it's it, it, they're they're impactful. They're very impactful, yeah. and I, th- I appreciate that. Oh, Cole's a little clean shaven today, isn't he? Yeah, grow that beard back, bro. That heel beard. Oh, Canadian destroyer and Cole wins. Oh no, maybe not. He took too long on that on that kick. That's why. He, was able to move. Fuck, man. Yo, oh. I'm so glad that they're doing so much with Adam Cole because Adam Cole is fucking fisherman suplex. Adam Cole is definitely going to be a future main eventer on Raw, SmackDown, WrestleMania. He will be in that spot. Both these guys are going to. Both these guys are going to main event Mania. I think at least once. What was I saying before I got distracted by the, by this amazing match? Uh, we were talking about when AEW is going to come to New York, where they're going to. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think I, I, I totally think... messed up on the arena, but I, want, I definitely want to go see them live when they're in the area, Philly, New York, wherever I want to go. I think they're going to be in the Garden. I think they're going to come to the Garden to make a statement. That's what I was going to say. But do you, but what if Vince McMahon now that now that they were just recently back in the Garden? What if Vince McMahon puts a stronghold on them again and goes to Madison? Hey, listen, we'll be we'll be your wrestling company, but no other wrestling company can can perform here. Uh, they, they would have wars, to. It was only Vince. Only WWE was there. It, it's a matter of whether James Dolan wants to. Make to have that exclusive cut, and James Dolan would, if it, the price is right, James Dolan would make that exclusive contract with Vince McMahon. I just don't know if the, if wrestling's in a position to do. I don't know. It's, it's, right. That's a. And then, and then what happens if AEW is super popular and now they're going to Barclays and selling out Barclays, and that's money that James Dolan could have had in his pocket? You and know, you that'd know be what? a big. That would be a smart move because don't and it didn't. WWE recently pull out of Barclays because they're not they're not going to be in a well, SummerSlam this year was in Toronto. They did what? Yeah, three, well, I mean, it was three, time. four years in a they row. Five. Barclay, five years in I a row. They did Barclays. five, dude. Yeah, but dude, but it, that could have been a thing. Why? Why change it? Well, because WrestleMania was in New Jersey. That's why. I think that's okay, why the well, main. Oh, right. Dear Lord. Oh, dear Lord. Two of these guys. Oh, they're just going back. Oh, fucking dropped him on the back of his neck, dude. Oh, it's bonkers, dude. Oh, my God. Bonkers. I think I'm about two seconds ahead of you. No, Riddle just kicked out. Yeah, I think I'm about two seconds ahead of you, I'm which at, is fine. That's close I'm enough. at 14, 28, 29, 30. I can't. 
I can't check where I'm at because I'm on TV. I can't check where I'm at without pausing. Do you hear my NXT chant? Yeah, we're, we're, we're close enough. Yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Way to not be right, Doc. Way to not I mean, be I right. Mean, I feel like this is really not a big deal and you're overreacting a little bit. <laughs> this is Look, awesome. they're cheering for us. They're telling us how awesome we right? are, Bones. Isn't that great? Our adoring fans. Our adoring fans. Yo, does Riddle give, like, the best kicks in the industry, dude? Between him and Nakamura? Yeah. Dude, can we just have a kick match between Riddle and Nakamura where all they do dude. is kick each other? I want to see Riddle and Nakamura <laughs> fucking in a match, dude. That'd be amazing. Oh, that's that's, that's inevitable at some point. Hey, what about Nakamura coming back to NXT? I was thinking that, too. I think right now with him holding the IC title, I think... They're going to utilize him correctly, especially after the draft. Because if, all right, if he would have lost the title to Miz uh, at this, what, what was the last pay per view? Um, um, uh, uh, Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. If he would have lost to Miz at Clash of Champions, I would have been like, yeah, then he'll go back to NXT. But the fact that he beat Miz when that could have been a record breaking win for the Miz, <gasps> there it is, Canadian Destroyer or the Panama City. Uh. Panama Sunrise. Panama Sunrise. I, Panama Sunrise, he calls he it. fucking kicked out. It's a crazy move. Crazy move, but it's not protected because too many people have kicked out of that now. Johnny Gargano's kicked out of it. Um, Velveteen. But the, isn't, the, isn't, the, isn't the money shot more his finisher, though? Oh, the show, The Shining Wizard? The running, yeah, the, the money shot. Name. Yeah. I guess yeah. you're right. Boom. Yo, Riddle sells Boom. like it. Dude, Riddle's got like that Dolph Ziggler selling ability too, man. Yeah. He's fucking great, dude. Here's that's a guy, we don't talk about him enough. MMA guys who make the transition seamlessly. Right. I feel like we always or like just fighters, like we, MMA we guys or wrestlers who make this seamless. We always talk about Ronda, we always talk about Kurt and Brock, and we don't Shannon talk about Baszler. Riddle. Riddle. Yeah, we don't talk about Riddle enough, man. Because He's fucking been We haven't had the out. opportunity to see Riddle enough. Now we will. Right. Now we will. Is this Riddle's coming out party tonight a little bit? No, he already had his coming out party. I think as soon as he joined NXT, he has been at the at the top of their of of oh, there it is again. Nope. Uh, Riddle Riddle has been in in oh! sites for a long time, and now that he's here, they're they're going <laughs> strong with him. They've booked him yeah. really really well. They have. And the stuff the fans love him. Woo! You know I oh a fucking um. Dude, Morrow's such a good commentator, a man. Splash. I think that's called a Phoenix Splash. You Dude, know, Morrow is so quick, man. He's so fucking quick, Morrow. He's fucking on point. Morrow was Dude, on point. Morrow is the new voice of wrestling. Yeah. Dude, Morrow, Shivani, Jr., Corey Graves, make it a four man a four man booth. Boom. Oh, I hate. Dude, I don't even like three man boots. I'm re- I'm all ready to get Excalibur out of the the AEW booth. He doesn't add much. Yo, let's talk about Raw's commentary team. This guy Dio Madden. All right, listen now. First of all, hold on. It was they were not bad. I feel like no, Dio Vic, Dio the, didn't really Vic add and much. Dio weren't bad. Jerry Lawler wasn't Vic bad. And Dio weren't. Lawler was Lawler. Like, dude, Jim Ross on AEW didn't sound dated. Jerry Lawler sounded dated. Yeah, I didn't notice. Maybe I wasn't paying too much attention to what he was saying. 
I was paying more attention to Vic Joseph and Dio Madden because I already know what, what the, the King's capable of doing in a, on commentary. I know Vic right. Joseph from hearing him on 205 Live. and But, dude, he's fucking, he killed it. Vic Joseph is awesome. You know what I so want to know? So here's my problem. But hold on. What happened yeah, with yeah, Tom so Phillips and Byron Saxton? So there's been a rumor going around that Cole is going to get taken off commentary and that Phillips and Saxon are going to go back and join Graves on SmackDown and they're going to start phasing Cole out of commentary. Yeah, remember, Cole's been in the company for 22 years now. Yeah. So and he's getting towards the end of his time. And Cole sits in Gorilla during NXT. I didn't know Cole sits in Gorilla yeah. during NXT. Cole, Triple oh, H, that's pretty cool. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I knew Triple H Shawn Michaels did. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. This match has been something else, dude. Dude, Marl's freaking the fuck. I like Beth Phoenix a lot. She, she I like is this, a I like this three, man. I like this three, man. I like three, this. Man, NXT dude. is great. N- Nigel, too, is awesome. Yeah, Nigel's great. Nigel's come so, a long anyway. way since he was... Uh, since he, did commentary for the UK tournament. He's come a long right. way. So back to NX, the, the commentators. Mm-hmm. My main problem with with Cole and and Vic Joseph and Josh Matthews, we're not Josh Matthews. I'm sorry, Todd Phillips. Right. Is or Tom Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. I'm Tom, sorry. Tom. My names. I'm getting I'm getting all these names confused. Toby. They all sound the same. They sound like just generic play-by-play commentators. Like Tony Schiavone sounds like Tony Schiavone. Right. Jim Ross sounds like Jim Ross. Mauro Ranallo sounds Oof. like Mauro Ranallo. Phillips and, and Vic Joseph just sound like Michael Cole. What a match, by the way. What a fucking match, man. What a fucking match. Who does a better Shining Wizard, Tegan Knox or Adam Cole? It's got to be Tegan Knox because she is the shiniest of, of wizards. <laughs> so her shining wizard I haven't is seen, I haven't seen, than Adam I haven't Cole's. seen Tegan in her shining wizard enough. I see Coles all the time. Uh, that's awesome. All right, so fam, go ahead and you can pause uh, your NXT. No, no, right don't now. pause. Don't pause. We know what's coming next. We have to stay on for this. Oh, my God. That's right. How could I forget? Dipshit. We know it's coming. We that's know the right. spoilers. The fucking biggest fucking surprise of the night for fucking NXT. Yeah, I want to see it. The whole reason we're watching this match. Oh, man. What a fucking match, dude. That match was fucking great. So how long was that match? 21 minutes? Yeah, it was about like almost 20 minutes. Holy shit, that... You know what? Now, Now that I've seen this in its entirety, this is Matt Riddle's coming out match. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying now? Re- fight like this. I don't even think yeah. he's had this much time in the ring with anybody yet. Nope. It's a damn shame he hasn't yet. Yeah. But, you know, he's here. And like I said, if I was... If I'm a wrestling fan and I know who everybody in the ring is between the two shows, mm-hmm. I would have watched this live over Dynamite. On a yeah. normal Wednesday night, once the Dynamite, the new kid on the block phase is done, this is the match I'm watching. Yeah. In that situation. And we're going to start seeing this shit again. Like, top-notch title matches on television. Oh, my God. Look at that face. Cole's face. Hold on. Wait for it. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Fucking Mara, I love it. 
Oh, the whole place is shocked. Is this is the same feel that Dynamite had, just in a smaller mm-hmm. arena? Exact same feel, exact same hotness. Like the fucking awesome. Holy shit is right. And you know what? This is where Finn belongs, man. This is a show where Finn Balor can take over the wrestling world and really make himself like the legendary star that we know he is. I don't know why Finn does well, this thing with his arms. He like I don't know why you're doing that thing with your arms right now. Because Finn did it. So I was doing the twisting my arms over. Alright, let's do what he has to say. Let's do what he has to say. Van, we're gonna go quiet while we listen to Finn for a couple seconds. Oh, don't do that. That hurts my ears, dude. Don't do that. You're ruining it for everything. (laughs) Stop that. Such a baby. Is it okay there? No, because we're not with each other. Technical difficulties, fam. Gorgeous. We're about five or six seconds apart. That's not that bad. I can make that work as long as you're not putting the as long as you're not putting the fucking speaker to the microphone. So this is interesting. So we have Finn Balor confronting Adam Cole. We know Tommaso yes. Ciampa confronts Cole also at the end of the night. Is that set up for a triple threat? That, yeah, are they setting up for a triple threat? And if they do, uh, who wins it? Toronto. Take over Toronto, triple threat. Oh, I think I think Tommaso wins Goldie back. Well, no, you got to see how the promos in the next coming weeks, how they're booking it, who's looking right. strong, who's not looking strong. Is Finn and you know, actually screw that? Honestly, if Finn's met, you could have Finn versus Cole in like two weeks on NXT. Watch the crowd. Watch the make crowd. It That's awesome, that isn't fucking, it? Look at that. Beautiful. Oh my that could God. be an NXT. That but, could be an NXT on Wednesday title match. Cole and Finn Balor. But again, put put this now in a big arena, a big fifteen to eighteen thousand seat arena. I mean, we've, we've already seen Finn Balor at WrestleMania, so we see the crowd. You know, just but now on the NX now the NXT brand put that on a bigger stage. Again, perception's reality. So, right. Give it time. I, I think by by early next year you'll see NXT start doing live shows. It'll be obviously they'll have. I think I think maybe they'll do a live. Maybe they'll do a uh, a show at the uh, where the Maple Leafs play for right. after Takeover Toronto. Maybe they'll do an arena show for that. All right, want to pause it up. All right, now we can pause it up. Wow, that that's how you fucking open up a show. That's how you go. All right, you you want a war? Well, check out how we're gonna start our show. Now, in terms of the show itself, we could talk about storylines, uh, production, the pacing of the show, commentary. The caliber of wrestling that we that we've saw on both shows. Which show do you think shines? Forget about ratings. Forget about viewership. Which show? Which show had the the best overall 
the the I guess the biggest effect. Opening? Which show? No, just the whole show itself. Which show? Overall. Yeah, had had the left the bit the biggest uh, effect. Made the biggest effect. Well, AEW definitely had more star power. You know, um, AEW had a lot of holy shit moments, like fucking when Moxley fucking just dropped Kenny Omega through that glass table, the dude. Glass coffee table. What'd you think about like, that spot? What'd you think about that spot? Fucking awesome. Dude, I thought it was great the way Moxley returned because he's been out for a little while with the injury that he suffered when he's wrestling yep. in New Japan. Uh, the fact that he, when he came right back, went right after Omega, I love it. I actually wonder if Moxley is going to be a part of Jericho's little faction because Jericho looks like he's going after Cody. LAX and the Bucks are probably going to end up feuding. You already had Sammy Guevara uh, face Cody. And, 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 and kick Omega, Cody in the balls. And kick him in the balls. I mean, and if Kenny, that's the elite. The elite, you got to have someone with uh, Kenny. So maybe you have Moxley join Jericho's little faction. I, I'm a big fan of this, this Jericho faction that's brewing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, one of the... That's a nice talking point and a nice but by point of excitement to get ready for next week's dynamite. Yeah. What is this? Is this a jack? Is this something Chris Jericho's forming? Is he could form something to try to wrestle power from the elite? Is that what the first major storyline is going to be in AEW? It would be a good start. Really I like how, yeah, and I loved how most of the storytelling on AEW, much like NXT for the most part, was told in the rain. Right. You know, like like Raw had its moments this week. I thought the opening of Raw was great. Um, I really enjoyed Brock's beatdown. I thought both of the Mysterios sold really well. I thought Ray was great. I, I love when Ray got in the ambulance. You see him take his mask off, and it got real real. But Raw had a lot of bullshit too. Um, the whole fucking like that, and there was no bullshit with AEW or NXT. Right. It was straight up like. This is a wrestling program. If you like fucking wrestling, this is where you need to come fucking watch your wrestling. And they fucking were proud of it. They wore it like a chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Both promotions. It was really fucking cool to see. But to answer your question, who came out strong? AEW needed to come out looking the strongest because it was their first time. And they did. I think they did come out looking the strongest. They have... They had some big, some big debuts. Um, they had a lot of like storylines that are open that need resolving. Whereas NXT, we kind of have a few more question marks. Like, okay, like you said, Finn and Tommaso both got in Cole's face. Mm-hmm. Like, we're we're not sure where that's going yet. Um, and, and also with NXT, we didn't crown any new champions. We didn't really, if anything, right. we concluded. Existing storylines like the Candice LeRae thing and Shane is going to be done now. Riddle and Cole is done. Street Profits mm-hmm. and Undisputed Era is done. You know, because everyone retained the title. So we just kind of ended storylines. AEW had a lot of character development, a lot of intro. Hey, this is who we are. These are who our people are. Let's introduce the storyline. So it was new, it was fresh. Right. And I guess if you're smart and you're in the know with NXT, you know that there's new storylines on the horizon now. But mm-hmm. for a new viewer, you might not know that. Right. You might turn in next week saying like, oh, what the fuck happened to that guy Riddle who was facing Cole? I want to see that rematch right. again. Where we know full well it doesn't make sense for them to have a rematch again. Right. Whereas on, on, on AEW, 
that story that I got left open and you're just like, oh shit, are these guys together? Is this the new NWO? Like mm-hmm. what what's going on here, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think they looked a little and I said that that women's the crowning of the new champion in the women's match was awesome. That was a huge leg up for AEW on the night. Right. And just being in the bigger I think the bigger and if there's a tiebreaker, it's the bigger arena, the bigger crowd. Um and honestly probably the bigger net television network too. Agreed. Like TNT is more popular network than USA. It's definitely a more sports or they do more sports things than Turner does more with sports than than USA does. So AEW that became out looking stronger. NXT looked really good though. Like like I said, that opening match. If I'm choosing between the two, watching live, I'm watching the title match, a hundred percent of the time. And that's just all there is to it. Yeah, man. Listen, going back to Jericho and this new faction uh, he has. First of all, I love the grouping of of wrestlers that he has. So uh, Jericho teamed up. For those of you that haven't seen it, Jericho teamed up with LAX to take on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, Cody Rhodes eventually came in during the match and interfered. And Sammy Guevara came out and interfered to take out Cody Rhodes. And then we had the debut of Jake Hager formerly known as Jack Swagger. Now, I was never really a big Jack Swagger fan, nor was I a Jake Hager fan when he was in uh, Bellator doing the uh, MMA stuff. They did a really good job on introducing him last night, and that was a, that debut was fucking awesome. And I love that. Yeah. I, I think it's probably because also he's up there with Jericho, so he's getting the rub from Jericho. And him and Jericho also have worked together in the past when I mean, they were both in WWE. Right. But I think it's because of the of um, the party that he was surrounded with. You know, he was affiliated with also really made it for a bigger debut. But, like, everything about that, right, comparing his debut to LAX's debut to John Moxley's debut, who do you think had the most impactful debut? Oh, Moxley. You think so? Yeah, because you weren't. You weren't. Not only did, were you not quite sure if he was going to be there. Like even Jim Ross said, to Jim Ross didn't even know that he was going to be there. So even the way it was sold was a surprise by the commentators. And and just at the end of the day, Moxley is the biggest name. He was. I mean, yeah, Jake Hager has been in WWE. He's a former World Heavyweight Champion in WWE. He's an MMA fighter, but like Moxley was i mean fresh out of wwe multiple time champion like fresh out of wwe a couple months not a couple years like jake hager a couple months so that's what made that so big that was like okay jericho's there now fucking ambrose is there now like holy shit and you know yeah the, so, more, the more i think about the it, I, day, think, I think it was more impactful than you're right because at the time there was no weekly television show for them to continue storylines on. So they did it all via social media, via their being the elite, road to all out, all those <laughs> videos yeah. they had. Um, I think the only thing that kind of slowed down the momentum was him, his injury, his um, right. infection in his elbow again. But uh, I think with the whole, with the Jake Hager though, it, it's because now that it's on weekly television, it's, we're going to start seeing it unfold. After the show went off the air, there was a quick backstage segment with uh, Jericho, LAX, Jake Hager, and uh, Sammy Guevara walking backstage. And Jericho's like, oh, 
So I guess you want to know why we do what we did, or I guess you want to know you want some answers, huh? We'll find out next week. But for tonight, and he kind of gestures over to Jake Hager. Jake Hager goes and grabs the camera and just pushes the camera down, and then they're like talking as they walk away. Very very cool little segment. If you didn't see it, try and try and look it up. It's pretty cool. I'll have to look it up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'll check so that out. So they're already preparing. You. Okay, we're gonna let you guys know next week. But for now, fuck off. Our night's over. Do you want to uh, hop to the second part of our watch along? Yes, I do. But before okay, we do that, I'm Doc. In... Oh, we gotta take a little break, don't we? We gotta take a quick commercial break, man. You know, I gotta, gotta get these a... commercials in. That's how I we get, get these paid. That's how we get paid, Come son. Oh wait, we gotta get the. No, I'm just kidding. We don't really get paid. We should start charging these guys to have their commercials, like Ricky and Jeff, from our own network. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be uh, fifty bucks. Yeah, right. And. You want to get your you want to get your plug on here? Now we're just kidding, guys. We love you. For now, we'll <laughs> we'll we won't charge you. When we start getting big, though, then we'll have to talk money, talk numbers. Anyway, on that kidding. note, fam. Baby <laughs> bitches. We're gonna take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're gonna go into the main event of NXT. We're gonna watch the Street Profits take on the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I'm also gonna give you. Some uh, fantasy booking that I have, which includes the NWO, where I become a real big mark or smark, and then uh, Doc makes fun of me. And then also, I'm going to have an interesting conversation with Doc at the end of all this. We're going to talk about who we feel single-handedly has been the catalyst for the wars of wrestling, dating back to the territories, Monday Night Wars, Wednesday Night Wars, because this one person has been everywhere. So during the break, fam, I want you to stick that in your pipe and smoke it and think about that. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy of the Kings of the Ring podcast, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. What is up, peeps? This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast, here to tell you about my new show called The 20 Bell Salute. It is a monthly 20-year look back on not only WWE pay-per-views, but also movies, music, TV, video games, and so much more. You can find this and many other exclusive shows on the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon for only 5 bucks a month so join the fam and keep wrestling real what's going on everybody this is will tarashek the kings of the rings podcast and you're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast right here on wrestle addict radio fired up ready to go just hit play and don't fucking tell me what to do doc (laughs) and we're back fam we're going to go back to this watch-along, so guys, pull up your NXT on your WWE Network. Again, we're watching NXT from October 2nd, 2019. Move your cursor over to 01-21-52. That is one hour, 21 minutes, and 52 seconds. The image will be a picture of Street Profits and Undisputed Era going face-to-face with Montez Ford. And Bobby Fish closest to the camera. I'm going to give us the countdown. We're going to hit play. 
and we're going to watch this amazing tag team title match. Doc, are you ready? Born. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Ready, guys. Three, two, one, play. Yeah, who sang that song? Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Cause I was born to do 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 born. No, you know what the fuck is who the fuck is Whale, dude? Wale, bro. He's a rapper. Wale, it's not Whale. No, it's Wale. You are so uncultured, bro. Does he do like pop culture, bro? Does he do like trap style rap? Like that trap style they do now? I don't even. Or does he do like real rap? Know how to differentiate trap rap from anything else? So trap the rhyme scheme's like I'm in the car, I went to work, Yo, I got a burger. Can I, I point out something, dog? I'm drinking out of a solo cup right now. Yeah, you are. I am not. I I don't do plastic. I care about the environment, unlike the street profits. Apparently, really, I care about the money in my wallet. So I go to the dollar store and buy solo cups. <laughs> it's a shame I have, that <laughs> I have my nice ones when I have company. The money in your wallet. I don't have to fucking buy more cups. I only have one cup. And I just but, wash but it. But you gotta wash it. And you so you gotta spend money on on soap. Dude, you, there's nothing you can say that justifies. I know. Wasting plastic cups. I just don't like doing dishes. I have a dishwasher. Well, my, I have a listen. I have a real problem with the street profits and the environmental footprint. That they're not leaving because oh this is not acceptable. Look at all these red solo cups. All right, there, Daniel Bryan. This is unacceptable. They're lucky they're funny. By the way, I'm so happy the Street Profits are back in NXT and like being useful again. I don't even understand why they were brought up to the main roster just to. Well, and all they do is ba- they're still there, dude. They were there this past Monday. They're still just doing backstage segments. I might have missed that on Hulu. On Hulu Raw. Yeah, they did the I whole... I don't remember seeing it. Yeah, I don't remember seeing them on Monday. Their segments, I think, are great. I think they're both awesome. Angelo gets a little awkward sometimes on the mic. But one thing I have been noticing is, like, at first people didn't know who they were on Raw. They're getting a crowd reaction more than when they first were on there, but they don't get the pop that, like, I think they're expecting. Well, I mean... No one really. This is. It's, I mean, look. Once again, what did we talk about? Under a million people watched NXT this week. True. There's still not enough eyes on NXT. It's the same thing with the the, the War Raiders or the Viking Raiders. Now it's like they were huge in NXT. Right. They came up to the main roster way too quick. That's so, a team. So, that's a team that I would yeah. like to see. You know, dude. That that brings up a good point. Let's talk about this. Look at that tag. The tag division right now in NXT. Who, who do you have down there? And if you're going to have a weekly episodic show now and two hours worth, you got to start building your tag division. You got Street Profits, Undisputed Ever. You got uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, Forgotten Sons. Who else do you have? I guess you have uh, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner because now Imperium has been yeah. showing up on the black and yellow right. brand. Do you see more? Maybe you start seeing more cross promotion of NXT and NXT UK. You know, maybe we I see Grizzle we'll Young Vets at some point. Yeah, we'll see Grizzle Young Vets at some point. We'll uh, see. Uh, real uh, quick, uh, who's, uh, FM, Flash, uh, who's, who's FMW's tag team partner? Flash Morgan Webster. Um, um, 
Mandrews. Mark Andrews. Mandrews, yeah. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Mustache Mountain. Mustache Mountain, right? We've already right been NXT. We've already been NXT Tag Team yes, Champions by defeating Undisputed Era. Right. That's a thing. That rivalry still, and that you, rivalry could start again at any second and pick up right where it left off. That's how well that feud was done. You know what they could do, which is what I've been saying they should do for the past year. They should get rid of. They should have one set of tag team championship belts that now crosses across the three brands, and all the tag teams cross brands. It would make you know what I would a rather big, say? awesome tag team division. No, I really would rather cool. see. The oh, NXT wait, wait, hold on, before, hold on before you go on. World Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and then Intercontinental Tag Team Championships. A mid card tag title. Oh, that'd be cool. But right? well, how about instead of instead of using the three brands, like you're saying, I want to make a slight amendment. I think NXT and NXT UK should meld their titles together. Like if the NXT world champion who would like be Cole right now the UK champion, the North American champion, and like just have them all hop across each show. Well, let's talk about the UK championship. You know the UK championship is, is not the NXT UK championship. It's the WWE UK championship. It has always been branded like that, and it pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, that's a little weird. Right? Everything is the weird. NXT UK tournament. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, it wasn't NXT UK. It was just the UK tournament. But yeah, it's been branded as a WWE title, but it only gets defended on NXT TV. So let's see how he did this time in terms of linking up. Right now, I got Dawkins just shoulder down. One count. Shoulder down O'Reilly. Yep. One count. Outside the ring, in the ring. Here mm-hmm. comes Fish. There we go. All right, so we're right on this time. Nice. Yeah, bro. Good job, baby. We're getting better at this. Yeah, good job. We didn't, we didn't fuck it up this time. Professional podcasting. I at its saw best. you hit it late last. I saw you hit the button late in the world title match. You saw that? Well, I did because I, I went to go hit it, but I missed, and I had to. Yeah, do a I don't you, don't, don't you dare, don't you fucking dare have the nerve to pin that shit on me, you bald-headed son of a bitch! Wow, wow, shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> the kayfabe is alive and well in the fourth wall in the fourth wall recording studio tonight. That's why we're here to give you your weekly dose of kayfabe consumption. And doctor, I do now refer to you as the doctor of kayfabe. Oh! I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you actually read the descriptions that I put for our shows each week, but I called you the doctor of kayfabe last week. Sometimes sometimes I do. Not not every week, though. Sometimes, sometimes I have to drive in. Motherfucker, my descriptions are great. I put a lot of thought yeah, sometimes into my I descriptions. Just, I just... I'm in a car driving and I just hit twice so I don't get in a fucking car accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you no, want me to not, die or something, dude? No, not at all. It's not, not good at all. <laughs> fucking Montez. Dude, Ford. I love Montez, dude. He is so athletic, man. Look at the height on those I know. Kicks. Did he did he did he ball when he was younger before he wrestled? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know think about what he did before wrestling. Let's see. I think it's a Wikipedia on. Montez Ford doesn't have his own Wikipedia page yet. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> just takes you right. Just takes you straight to the Street Profits page. <laughs> oh man. Yo, who do you so like Dawkins, more, Kyle Dawkins O'Reilly or Bobby Fish? Fish. 
Me too. I fucking love Bobby Fish. Yeah, I love Bobby Fish too. I love his personality more. I like his, yeah. There's something quirky. There's something quirky about him. I just love. Whereas O'Reilly is great, but What's he's the- like you know. Dude, O'Reilly's like the running man. <laughs> What's that? I know. That's the whitest oh shit I've ever seen God. in my life. So I'm on the Wikipedia. Dawkins was an amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Montez Ford was in the Marines. That's probably why he's so athletic. You know, Angelo Dawkins has been in NXT. Like the, I think he is the longest tenured NXT star in the current NXT roster. Really? You know, when he first started, his tag team partner was Ty Dillinger. Before Ty Dillinger was Ty Dillinger. What was their name? Do you remember? I do not remember. But they were a tag team. I don't think they they had a name. I think it was just their names. Was he going by Sean Spears at the time? Or it was Sean something maybe. No, isn't Sean Spears his real name? Isn't that his su- name? Spears. I think that is his real name. See, where's Smarky when you need him? Smarky's got to be the one to research Nope, it's shit. not. It's, his real name is Ronnie William R. Neal. I was close. Yeah, but if you look yeah. it up, him and um, him and Angelo Dawkins. Dawkins has been around since like the days of Sami Zayn and Cesaro. But so has uh, Tino Sabatelli, who is ma- mainly in the PC and does, like, house shows. Uh, right. Riddick Moss. They've all been around forever. Kyle O'Reilly's a fucking beast. He's a really good singles wrestler, too. Yeah, all those guys in Undisputed Era are great singles wrestlers. All four of them are. Yeah. Do not be fooled. And no, I'm sure they're all great tag team wrestlers. They're just professionals. Well, dude, Bobby they're Fish and Kyle O'Reilly were—they were always a tag team. They were Red Dragon. They were always a tag team. I they know, were, right? Yeah, Red I know. Dragon I know. That. Ring of Honor. And, right. Um, Roddy Strong too was in a tag team, I believe, with someone. Even when Roddy Strong was filling in when uh, Bobby Fish was hurt, I mean, great tag team lose, wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, they lose a fucking step. Yep. It's just they're professionals. You can put those four dudes in any situation, and they're going to give you an A performance every time. Yeah. WWE is so lucky to have them fucking locked up and locked down. Right. Dude, I, I love how... Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought. I'm so happy that uh, Roddy Strong fucking has a title. That makes me so, I'm so happy, man. Yeah, me too, man. Like he me too. he deserved a chance when he was feuding with uh, Bobby Roode for the NXT Championship. I really thought it was going to go to him. I really thought he was going to be the next one, but then Drew McIntyre was there, so I went to Drew McIntyre instead. I really thought Roddy I had feel a like, chance, though. I feel like when there is ever, whenever the rift in the undisputed era finally does end up happening at some point, I think it's going to be Roddy Strong that's going to take the title from Adam Cole. Or is he, Roddy Strong's going to be the, the face that takes down Adam Cole. Whether okay. Cole's the champion at that point remains to be seen. But after he takes down Cole and chops him down, then I think he gets his big push for the title. Yeah, because I don't think, I think Cole's reign's going to come to an end fairly soon. Especially now with uh, both Balor and Ciampa making their presence known again. That title's going to be leaving Cole soon. 
And, and, and you know, oh wait, you know what? And that's perfect storytelling. Adam Cole just said 2019 is going to be the the uh, the year of undisputed. Era. We're going to have we're pretty much we're going to have all the gold. Now they have all the gold, and the first person to lose oh. the gold is Adam Cole. Then you could have Roddy, Kyle, and Bobby Fish turn their back on Adam. I don't. I think only Roddy will. I think they're going to turn on Roddy. Roddy's not an original member. He's you know he's right. You know what but, I mean. But it would all right, so then Roddy would have to be the one to be the first to lose his hugs. It would make sense for them to turn on him because he lost his title. But I think that would be interesting right. too if right, they, okay. they all turned on Adam Cole and then Roddy Strong just became the new leader of the Undisputed Era. I mean, they added like Dominic Dijakovic to the group. Right. You know, and just had a, a mm-hmm. new person. Then Adam Cole can go off and do his own thing and be a single star. Adam Cole does not need Undisputed Era. So speaking of Dominic Dijakovic, can we get him and Keith Lee on the takeover? Please. Can we just put Please. him on the TV, have him in an exhibition match every week? I want to see more can Canadian put- destroyers off the top rope and see how Keith Lee doesn't fucking die and still kicks out. Can we, can we also... Um, Actually, you know where I'd rather see that match? I'd rather see that match on Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Do you in, think we'll start seeing... In Hell in a Cell. In the Cell. In Hell in a Cell, yeah. Do you think we're going to start seeing some NXT matches on major... On, on big show... Um, the top two pay-per-views down no. the line as the wars continue? Um, Like, every it, now and again. Say, special man. occasions. It's hard to say. Like, WrestleMania, maybe. Because you like, have you know fucking next, nine hours to fill. Right, and you know, I don't know how many times I said that Johnny Gargano and Ciampa shouldn't fight in NXT anymore, or Ciampa shouldn't be. They should fight in NXT if that match is at WrestleMania. You know what I think would be cool? They they should have all, uh, every NXT championship, or how about this, any NXT championships more than one, like maybe two or three matches held at, uh-huh. at all of the big four. Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble. You will see like at least two or three of the NXT titles being defended. Or just a headlining blood, like a blood feud. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly that. And I think that helps NXT out because NXT still needs to get you know some more eyes on its product right. in terms of the mainstream TV audience. I think what's going to happen is I think they realize that the roster is is at a point where it's very big but it's not big enough to have so many different individual brands which is why oh. which is oh, oh. shit oh. yo Angelo oh. Dawkins ain't no fucking slouch in the ring man he is a very dude, very good an, wrestler he's an amateur dude he's got an amateur background so he knows he knows how to move. He just knows how to move naturally. Yeah, for him it was, just, it was just more his promo work. His but he's very, he found this charisma, man. He's so charismatic, well, this guy. Montez is definitely the talker of the two. Oh, fucking that was nice. Oh shit! Woo! Nice. All right, yo, what was I saying now before I got distracted by this match again? That happened twice already in this episode. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking T-bone suplex, baby. Love it. So, Doc, what was I saying before I got distracted by uh, I don't know, but Dawkins? Fucking Team Street Profits, they've come so far, man. I love to see teams like this. Love it. 
just good tag team wrestling. You know what? On that note, Doc. What's up? Are you going to talk about your fantasy tournament? I did a fantasy tag team tournament. Real quick, yeah, check this did. out. I did a 14-team <laughs> single elimination tag team tournament. The teams are, and in the order of appearance, you will have the Briscoes. Oh, I'm sorry. So two teams get a bye. The Briscoes oh, wait. on one side. We're going are we going across all platforms of wrestling? This isn't just WWE. This is no, every no. promotion. This is 14 tag teams that I chose. Okay. Uh, 14 of my favorite tag. Uh, uh, 14 oh. of the top tag teams. Um, one or two of them could be. You could have an argument that they they're not, but these are the ones that I I chose. Uh, so the way the bracket works for a 14 team <laughs> tournament is two teams get a bye. In the in the quarterfinals and go right to the prelims. The prelims. Right, so, so the Briscoes, the Briscoes yeah, right. and LAX uh, both get a bye. Why do they get the bye? Uh, that's just I just chose. Oh, um, I I made a list of the fourteen teams. I scrambled the teams, the numbers, and then I and okay. then I randomly picked a number between one and fourteen, which at the time was seven. And I just went from one to seven. Seven was the first team. Then I counted seven from there, and whatever team I got to there was the next team. And I kept counting seven until there were no more teams left. So that okay, was how cool. I placed the order. Um, I know. So I know. Yeah, you you can say I'm, like, I'm such a mark. <laughs> well, you got your WrestleMania, standard WrestleMania 4 format for the tournament here, 14 right. teams. So anyway, so the Briscoes and LAX are the two teams that get the box. <laughs> the rest of the... Oh, shit. And the... Yo, we didn't talk about Montez Ford last week on the Frog Splash thing, but his Frog Splash is a fucking... Dude gets some height, man. Dude, he's, he's, he's so athletic. The height is just out of control. His technique isn't, like, pretty, but he does the whole pump, and he puts all that velocity straight down on his opponent. What's he doing up there? He's just standing just up there. It's a little weird. Yeah. Oh, this isn't weird, though. Whoa! Wait for it, baby. Holy shit. Look at how far... Look at the distance he got there, man. I know. It's insane. Holy shit. All right, anyway. So the rest of the teams in the bracket are Lorcan and Birch. Oh. Only Lorcan and Danny Birch taking on the Young Bucks. Then you have the, uh, I put War Raiders, but it should have been Viking Raiders. I know, taking on the Revival. We have the Usos taking on the Hardys. There it is. What's their finishing move called? Do you know? Usos or the Hardys? Un Undisputed Era. What, what we just saw them do. Uh, <laughs> did Morrow say it while we were talking? I think so. But... Really bad remove names sometimes. There's so many fucking wrestlers with so many different like names for the same move yeah. now. I just can barely fucking keep track anymore. Wow. All right. Well, hold on. You know, before I get back into my fantasy bracket, let's um continue let's watching the, the end of NXT. Because yeah. now we're gonna see Undisputed Era all in the ring holding all the gold. 
which is such an where is, awesome Where is awesome Adam shot. Cole? Where is Adam? He's coming out soon. There he is. Oh, I think they meet on the ramp mm -hmm. while the yes. others are in the Yeah, now, I see the pictures. Really? I want everyone out there in the fam and you too, Doc, really watch, like, analyze the interaction between Champa and Cole. Do you, do you believe how different it is? Look at the pop he got now. But before he got injured, dude, the crowd fucking hated him. Remember that grandma? People were, uh, people were starting now. People were starting to buy into him by, by once he had the title. Well, like people were like, "No, he was still he was still, still hated." Great, but when he started teaming up with Gargano again, was when yeah, but when, started he, but when he was the champ. It's just hard to, to boo a champ sometimes. And, dude, Tommaso looks great, dude. Right. And he's just staring at the belt. Yes. I love it. It's all about Focus. Goldie for him. That's the right there. That's the first time him and Cole locked eyes. His eyes have been asphyxiated on Goldie. Because that's the title that he never lost. Cole just showed a sign of weakness by looking down. You never... Break eye contact, Cole. Cole was weak. Awesome. Wow. That was awesome. That, that was good. awesome. That was so good. That was awesome. What? Uh, but now let's compare that to the way Dynamite ended. What's a bigger with the Tomasa? I was that was a no, lot wait, wait, cooler wait. than I you, thought it was going to be. You were about to ask a question. Which was the bigger return or the bigger, you know, the yeah. bigger surprise? Was it Champa or was it Jake Hager? It's fucking Champa. Tommaso Champa, man. Yeah. Tommaso Champa. We all kind of, there was, there was tons of rumors, tons of rumors that Hager was showing up. But Tommaso, that was, that was unexpected. So, uh, while I, I, agree, I agree with what you said earlier, how I think overall the show. Overall, the show no, 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 for AEW. What happened? I was about to sneeze. I have a really big sneeze coming on. Hold on one sec. That's what you stopped for for a fucking sneeze. Well, yeah, dude. Hold on. It would have been oh. fucking loud. Don't worry, Sniffles. I'll continue while you're fucking figuring that out. No, um, no, no. Stop. Shut over... up. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> fucking Sniffles. Shut up. Um, no. So as much as I agree with you earlier, how like overall the show. That probably had the better production, the better, the better event was AEW. Again, in terms of uh, yes. the the big the big crowd, the production, the the pyro, you know, the lighting, everything I, like that, the stadium or the arena. I'm sorry, arena but, seating. But the way that I felt just now watching just the first and last match of NXT made me like. I'm fucking excited to be a wrestling fan. I got yeah. like when I watched AEW, it was like, oh, that was cool. That oh, dude, that was really cool. Oh wow, cool. I wasn't like as excited remember, as I was just now watching what we just watched. Remember, we're a lot more invested in the WWE storylines and characters because 
we've had them for a while now. We have we still need some time to get invested in the AEW story. We're invested in the potential. We're invested right. in the talent. We still need some time to get invested in the story. WWE's like stories like that, and the you know, Tommaso coming back, Finn. Baby, we should be more invested in that. That makes sense. When you were talking about the better show, I want to talk about an interesting point. Yeah, overall, it felt bigger. AEW, it felt like they made more of an impression because of how the bigger crowd, the big returns, um, how on fire the crowd was. But honestly, I just watched these two matches only. Overall, I think the wrestling, in-ring wrestling, was a lot cleaner yep. on NXT than it was in AEW. And now it, I haven't. It was definitely watched, more the professional wrestling show. Yeah, I was. I didn't. I haven't seen Io and Mia yet, and I haven't seen Shayna and Candice, and I've seen all of. But like, you know, the vibe for the Rio and Nyla Rose match was good. And the crowd was into it. You could really get behind the people in the ring. But the match itself had some sloppy moments. There was another match. Oh, oh, oh who was it? Where the motherfucker fell off the turnbuckle. Uh, the MJF match. He faced um, some dude that I'm not Brandon, very familiar with. Brandon Cutler. He fell off the fucking turnbuckle. He was about to do a move up turnbuckle, and he fought. I think it was that match. I, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. I'm still a lot of fucking wrestling to remember now. But like I said, I'm pretty sure that, that there was that match, and then MJF like kind of ended it quick. But there was just some. It wasn't. There was. I didn't see any sloppiness. Those guys like that came through the PC and they've gone through that program. You can see a difference. I think they were definitely crisper. They're not now. The AEW guys are trying crazier shit. Don't get me wrong. Um, Adam Page and and Pax match were fucking was exquisite. Those guys fucking delivered hardcore in their match. That was a great fucking match. Question: Why are they calling him Pac now? Wasn't it Pac? I don't know. I'm just going by what Shivani and Jr. were calling him. So yeah, I just I heard them calling him Pac, and I was like, Is it Pac? Are they saying it wrong? I could have sworn it was Pac. Yeah, I'm just going by what I go by what the commentator said. Right. Um. So, yeah, that match was awesome. There was some good wrestling in that match. I don't remember. I, I don't think there was any boner. Did, was there a boner in that match? I'm trying to remember back now. I know there was another boner I looked at. I'm like, ooh, it's a little sloppy. So I knew there was, you know, I just saw it a couple times on AEW. And those two matches I just watched, I didn't see it at all. Mm-hmm. Yo, can you make that those, noise? Those can, wrestling. can you make that noise again whenever you're thinking? You do that that thing with your tongue. That. Whatever the other thing is you do, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my tongue-tied noise. There have um, been so many times I've listened back to our episode and you do that on this show all the time. It's so funny. It's one of my trademarks, dude. You know what I'm uh, I, we have to record that. I'm going to have to make a little, uh, little mix with that, that sound effect. Dude, overall, dude, overall, a really exciting night of wrestling last night. Yeah, dude, it really was. Everything that and happened, I'm excited. A lot happened in one night. And I think, and I think SmackDown's gonna continue what Wednesday started and not what Monday started. Yo, let's all be prepared for again, fam. We're, we're recording this Thursday night, so this obviously is before the premiere of SmackDown on Fox. Right. But be prepared, or you know, you listen to this Saturday. I hope you guys enjoyed SmackDown because this is the start, the official start of something big. 
Right, so I'll probably be watching SmackDown as we drop the show on Saturday, maybe even a little later. All depends when I get back from Woodstock. Um, and I said my big prediction, and we'll see if it comes true, if I sound like a jackass when you guys are listening to this, I think Punk returns, even though I fucking gave Bones a bunch of shit for putting that Sports Kita garbage on my page. Maybe Sports Kita, had, Sports Kita was on to something. <laughs> they were right this time. I'm so cynical with dirt sheets, dude. I'm sorry. But that being said, I think Punk returns, and I would not be surprised if when The Rock comes out and starts cutting his promo. Sorry, Kate. Cult of personality will always fucking trump the kill switch. Uh, Punk song. Sorry. That being said, what perfect... You bring Punk back... The, one of the main reasons, one of the big reasons he was done with WWE is because he dropped the title to The Rock, who was a part-timer. And instead of him getting the big match against Cena and Mania, it was The Rock. And, not, I mean, not that it was really bad. I mean, Punk still got the face taker at that Mania, but that was pretty much the... And, and he lost that match, too. He was very upset with how he was being handled, losing to part-timers consistently. Yeah. So what better way to bring him back, bring him back, have him face off a rock. Make that your main event of Survivor Series, and have Punk beat him. And for for the record, Punk Undertaker at WrestleMania 29 was probably Taker's final, like really good WrestleMania match. Oh yeah, I was. I'm so happy I was at that match because I got to see Taker's like really last great for on the ring. A lot of that was Punk. Punk knew how to work with him. Punk's a fucking right. legend. He's a fucking yeah. G man. He could fucking work with anybody. All right, well, Doc, uh, you know, before we get going, actually, we're not even going to get going. We got some more wrestling to talk about. We got Hell in a Cell yeah, we, this Sunday. Yeah, let's do some, let's do some quick picks. Uh, let's do a quick picks. Well, we got, before we do that, let's take a quick break. But before that, let me finish telling you about my tag team tournament, bro. Oh. All right, so yeah. as I stated right. earlier, Briscoes and LAX get a bye in the first round. Then we have Danny uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch taking on the Young Bucks. War Raiders taking on the Revival. The Usos taking on the Hardys. We have the OC taking on the Street Profits. The New Day taking on the Undisputed just, Era. And the Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers taking on Mustache Mountain. So that's, that's a lot of fun matches there, dude. Check this out. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch defeat the Young Bucks. War Raiders defeat the Revival. Hardys defeated the Usos. OC defeats Street Profits. Undisputed Era defeated New Day, and Lucha Brothers defeated Mustache Mountain. So now in the semis, we got LAX versus OC, Undisputed Era versus Lucha Brothers, War Raiders versus Hardys, and the Briscoes versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Moving on to the semifinals. No. Yeah, these are the semifinals. We have the Briscoes taking on the War Raiders. And then we have LAX taking on Undisputed Era. Winners of those two matches, War Raiders versus Undisputed Era in the finals. And the War Raiders won. How did I determine that? I picked, I, I, did, I did seven again, but I reversed my order of the list and counted backwards every seven. And that's how I got the, the winners. Uh, you just I did, this I, I did it. Um, in, in, <laughs> say it again. 
You did that on 2K. Don't lie. You just That's went on 2K <laughs> and simulated it. I don't, I don't have all these teams on my 2K. No, I mean just the finals. <laughs> right, just the finals. There you go. You can right. probably you can probably create the Yum Bucks on 2K. Uh, you can. People have actually created a lot of these wrestlers. Like you, you can get Pentagon. You can yeah. get Phoenix. People have created them. They're available to download. I remember when I gamed when I was in high school on and when like you know Raw and W and Warzone were the video games. The cool thing to do is you would go on the early stages of the internet and get all the specs and create Diamond Dallas Page. Yep, create exactly. the end and then you fucking had everybody fighting. That was the, yep. that was the coolest part of the Monday Night War, I think. Yep. <laughs> that was the video game end of it. <laughs> yeah, the only two people that I actually purchased were uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Nikki Cross. So uh, two random people made them, and they look they looked the best. I was like, cool, I'll, I'll pick them up. So I added them to my my roster. Yeah, so anyway, man. Uh, fam. I've, I've been giving you guys a lot of my fantasy booking lately, ever since Doc and I did our fantasy draft, and I'm probably going to be doing more of this as we move forward, because that's one of my favorite pastimes, is fantasy booking wrestling, as most wrestling fans. So if you guys do enjoy listening to this to this on our show, you know, drop us a line on our Twitter at 4th Wallcast, that's 4, the number 4, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T, and let us know what you guys think. So we're going to take a quick break. Very quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to give you our quick predictions for uh, Hell in a Cell. And then we're going to say goodnight, Irene. So, fam, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You get it? Goodnight, Irene. Hey guys, this is the man who loves to make a difference, Nate the Effin Great. You can always interact with me on Twitter at Real Effin Game. And be sure to listen into my podcast, The Game Changer Podcast, where we talk about pop culture, professional wrestling, play games, among so many other great things. Guys, remember that you can make a difference. This is Nate the Effin Great from The Game Changer Podcast, exclusively on Wrestle Attic Radio. Hey, it's me. Johnny Smarks, and you're listening to the Fourth Wall WrestleCast on Wrestle Attic Radio. And fam, we are back. Doc and I are sitting here a little bewildered right now because we went to go pull up the match card for Hell in a Cell on Thursday night, aka early Friday morning at 2.32 in the a.m. And uh, there's only three matches confirmed so far for Hell in a Cell. So we have uh, the tag team match of Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. By the way, I did see a Dirt Sheet article somewhere on social media, Facebook maybe, about Luke Harper potentially being on his way to AEW. Don't know how much truth there is. I doubt that because he did just re-sign a contract with WWE. Yeah, I don't think he's done. He's... That, that's not happening. Yeah, and he and he's and he's in an angle with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Yeah, and the only way this match becomes interesting is if Daniel Bryan turns on Roman and aligns right. himself Harper, with Harper and, Rowan. and Rowan. Yeah, it was all, all. This has been a ruse to get to Roman versus Daniel Bryan in Survivor Series. I love it. I love. I would love that booking right there. That that's what. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I want to see Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns fight. Because we talked about it, they yeah, never big, fought one on one. Right, that's the only re- that's the only reason to do all this Rowan and Harper and Roban stuff. It's to 
eventually down the line lead to Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And right. I don't mind how a lot of people have hated this whole Roman and Rowan storyline. I, I I have I think it's been a nice opportunity for Rowan to like get some experience with a top of the card guy. And I think he's really benefited from it. I think he's benefited from his time with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. I think he's become a better better at promos. I think he's become better in the ring. And I want to see it, I want to see him keep developing. The more talent WWE is at their disposal, the better. They're in a war. Agreed. I do hope they start giving Luke Harper uh, a chance to shine as well. And that Rowan, now that he's had the opportunity to be aligned with Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan's probably worked with him to help him get to this point, I hope that Luke Harper doesn't fall in Eric Rowan's shadow. Right. You know? Well, Luke Harper's, I mean, Luke Harper's, oh, I feel like, always been the better of the two in-ring workers. I think always. most wrestling fans will tell you that. Yeah. So I, I don't think... I think if anything, Rowan's now started to catch up to Harper a little bit, you know, because I don't think Rowan was ever. I know you know, Harper was on the Indies as um, Brody, Brody Lee, Brody, Brody Lee, Brody Lee. I don't know if I don't think Rowan was ever in the Indies though. I, I think, think he was Rowan was homegrown from the Performance Center, right? So you know, this is a big. I think it's been a big opportunity for Rowan. I I think he's done a good job with it, but it has to lead to Daniel Bryan and Roman in a big match and hopefully at Survivor Series. Yeah, because I, I hope it turns that because I don't want Daniel Bryan to turn back to a baby face. I like him too much as a heel. Okay, uh, he, w- he wasn't, he was a pro wrestling Noah in Japan before he came to WWE in 2011. Roman but it doesn't, there's not a lot, of, yeah, there's not a lot about him there, so I don't think he was there for very long. Very long, right on. All right, let's move on to the next match, Doc. We have the uh, first of two Hell in a Cell matches. We're going to have the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, taking on Sasha Banks in a Hell in a Cell. Now, this is the second women's Hell in a Cell match that we've seen. First one was Sasha Banks taking on Charlotte for, again, the Raw Women's Championship. So now this is now Sasha Banks' second Hell in a Cell match. So she will go down in history as so as being the woman who has been in the most Hell in a Cell matches to date. We've only had two. Uh, and she tells us every week that she's been in a Hell in a Cell match, just in case you didn't know. Yeah, in case Sasha you Banks in a Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> do you think uh, Sasha could potentially come out of this one with the title, or do you think this is a chance for Becky Lynch to look really strong and really dominate Sasha Banks in a I want to say like an Undertaker Shawn Michaels style Hell in a Cell match from um Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Yep. The bad the the OG Hell in a Cell match. Yep. Uh I don't think anyone's I don't think anyone's gonna look weak. I think it's gonna be a great match between the two of them. I think they're going to do a great job. I think their styles and the way they portrayed themselves in this rivalry, it makes sense for them to be in a Hell in a Cell match. I don't think Sasha's going to look weak, and but I don't. I don't think she's going to win either. No, I I'm feel like with I feel like with the season premiere angle and you know new season, new theme, new everything. I think if that's where WWE's going right now, then I think you got to keep riding with Lynch as your champion. This is my, my fantasy booking. I, I really feel like they could go that Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Bad Blood route 
with the uh, the pace of the of the match itself, and I could definitely see an interference of some sorts in this match. I could see them potentially getting out of the cell, maybe making it to the top of the cell, having some crazy moments. But I could see Ronda Rousey making her return in lieu of right. the draft. I could see this being a really good match for her to make her return at Hell in a Cell, and then she shows up on Raw as a draft pick for Raw. Oh, but then Does again. Or do they put Ronda on SmackDown with SmackDown being on Fox? Or is Ronda for some reason a wild card like they had with John Cena and Taker where they can go back and forth? Remember when they first started the draft? Right. You know, there's, so there's a couple different things that could happen here, but I do think we're going to see Ronda on Sunday at Hell in a Cell. Uh, what if... Um, how about this fantasy book scenario? Because are they doing champion versus champion in Survivor Series again? Is that I, I would assume so, and I think everyone assumes that. If they are, you then maybe you bring Ronda back after she wins the match, beats Becky down, beats Bailey for the SmackDown title on SmackDown the next Friday, and that sets up Becky Ronda one on one at Survivor Series. And then they finally unify the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships and have the Raw and SmackDown Women cross brands. And I don't a, think that's have a mid card title along with the tag. That's the titles. that's the more important thing. The mid card title. Yeah. Get the rid of the second title. championship. Have one championship, one mid card. Like you already have the women's tag titles crossing brands. Why not just have all the women's championships cross brands? Well, if that's the case, why not unify the universal and the WWE title? Because there's more men than women. Probably. All right, fair. Probably. That's a fair thought. You know, it's a fair I mean, thought. You do already have two mid-card titles. You have one lower mid-card title. Uh, there's too many tag team championships. That's just me personally. But speaking of the Universal Championship, as you mentioned, let's go on to the second Hell in a Cell match. We got Seth Rollins defending the Universal Championship against The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. I have to put my money on Bray Wyatt. It would be ridiculous for them to have Bray Wyatt lose unless there's some kind of shenanigans that happen in the in the match. No shenanigans. The Bray Wyatt has to win this match. Yeah. It is it is overtly important if the fiend is going to be a lifetime long-lasting character. All this work you've put into this gimmick, the build, the excitement, the 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 random appearances, the the segment the, the production of the segment of him taking out legends taking out Braun Strowman with the band look having Seth look petrified every time Bray shows up on screen Bray Wyatt has to win this match and leave as champion for the Fiend character to work he has to if there's shenanigans I think it's gonna be Bray causing the shenanigans to beat Seth and not the other way around there's just no way Bray can lose this match he has to win. It's a very bad decision if Seth wins. Bad booking. Yes. I think a, a loss with Bray Wyatt will hurt his character more than anything else right now. He has yeah. way too much momentum going on into this match. And I know how bad they want. They're trying to make Seth Rollins look like he's like this fucking big hero. But I'm sorry, but I, 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 I've lost faith in Seth Rollins as the face of Monday Night Raw. You could very easily have a heel... Well, I know Bray Wyatt's a tweener, but 
They're portraying him as a heel character. You could have a heel champion on Raw. You could have a face champion in Kofi Kingston on SmackDown. And let the two of them face each other um, at Survivor Series. I'm okay with that. I mean, let, let me also talk about, like, if Bray beats Seth, it's a chance for Seth to redevelop his character a little bit. Think about when Johnny Gargano kept losing and got darker and Tommaso had him right. find the dark the Johnny Like, you could have Seth go down the same road and reinvent his character a little bit. And all it took was a couple little tweaks for Gargano to be fresh again. Yeah. And I think it only takes a couple little tweaks for Seth. Uh, and I think it also gives Seth an opportunity to go to SmackDown and get off of Raw. Right. I, I thought about that, but I feel like Seth... I mean, if you're, if you're putting Seth on SmackDown... You're taking a lot of talent off of Raw. I don't know. I don't know if that's a smart idea at this point in time. I feel like Seth needs to reinvent himself with The Fiend on Raw. Like, The Fiend needs to be a part of Seth's reinvention. Um, while we're on the topic of title matches, I know it's not Hell in a Cell, but uh, and I know people who are listening are already going to know the answer, but one last prediction to see if we can look smart or stupid when people are listening. Brock Kofi, who's winning. Oh, shit. I still think Kofi. I still think Kofi's going to retain. Yeah, I think it's not going to be clean at all. I think there's going to be some sort of dirty finish here. A dusty finish, if you will. Speaking right. of dusty finishes and dusty. Speaking oh, do you have dusty, one more point to make? I do. I have one, one, last, one last question. There, in my mind, there is like one catalyst of the wrestling wars dating back to like the territories and the Monday night wars and now the Wednesday night wars only because this one person has been involved with everything. This one person is connected in some way to all of these promotions, WWE, AEW, NWA, WCW. Doc, let me pose this to you then. Who do you think is the catalyst of the wrestling wars. Well, my when you posed this question to me earlier off air, my first response was Eric Bischoff and the NWF. So, or in particular, Eric Bischoff, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. Um, Bischoff because he had something to prove with being this high-ranking wrestling official who was more of a media guy, not like. Not like good old boy from like those good old boy territories. Yeah, he had his experience at AWA, don't get me wrong, but he's not in the same level as a Hulk Hogan or any of the big names that were in WCW at the time. Um, so, and Hogan, Hall, and Nash had a lot to prove because they're former WW, successful WWF guys. Um, Hogan, a, a five time WWF champion before he came to WCW. Uh, Nash, uh, the first ever, I, I believe he was the first, F, the only wrestler to win the original Triple Crown in the same calendar year was Kevin Nash. And then Scott Hall, a five-time Intercontinental Champion before he made the jump. I think he was five times. It might five, be four. Five Either four. It's five, five, yeah, five times. So they had a lot to prove. So my thought was like, well, they're the catalysts. They're the ones that decided we're going to take WWF down and we're going to do it with the New World Order and and you know what history has given us since then. But then you gave an interesting answer to this, and I want you to elaborate on it a little more, because I didn't let you. I want you to well, wait until now. Before I get so into who it is, I'm going to ask you a list of a couple questions. All right? Okay. And all I want is just give me the, give me the name that comes to mind. 
Let's think of NXT. Let's think of the overall success and growth of NXT as a whole. Besides Triple H, who else had a big part in the growth of NXT? Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Who wrestled for WWF? Well, that, that that's kind of a big question. Lots of people. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, um, Simon Dean, Rick no, Martel, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Santana. Hold on. I, let, let me ask that question. <laughs> let me ask that question in a different way. Oh my God! You know what? I, I can't do it the way I was hoping to do it. All right, Dusty Rhodes. So man, Randy Savage. Dusty Brent Rhodes also Parker. wrestled for what promotions? He wrestled for. Yeah, definitely. He was. I mean, he made his mark in the NWA or the, the or well, what it was called a Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling Jim Crockett Promotions. Eventually, it became WCW. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, so. all right, so NWA. Now, as we spoke about a few weeks ago, Billy Corgan, who is the current president of NWA, is bringing wrestling back to television. They already have recorded their first two episodes in the studio in Georgia. So they're bringing back the old school studio style wrestling, Saturday morning wrestling. All right. That Dusty Rhodes used that to Dusty book Rhodes thoroughly to book. for yep. in the late 80s. Yeah. Uh, when he was in the territories, he wrestled in Georgia Championship Wrestling. He also wrestled in WCW and became a booker for WCW. Mm-hmm. Now, his son is who? Who, who are his sons? Cody and Dustin. And Cody is now the, I forget his uh, exact title. The executive VP, I believe. Executive executive VP, EVP of AEW. He's the the Triple H of AEW. No, Triple H is the COO. The chief operating officer. And the executive vice president. His role in the promotion is the same as Triple H's bones. Something like that. Doc. He's the number two to the owner. He's the number two to the owner. So what? Are, and so what? Do all these things have in common? It's Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes is in that. But how is he a catalyst for all these wars? What in particular, besides jumping back and forth between the promotions, makes him a catalyst in your mind? Because he's been everywhere. He 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 has been he has booked for a number of these different promotions. He had a lot to do with the growth of NXT. Um, his son is the one that kind of left WWE a little disgruntled and is trying to make a name for himself elsewhere. So because he's seen his father grow promotions, he's like, you know what, I think I can do this too. So now he has his own promotion that he is now at war with the biggest wrestling promotion out there right now, which is WWE. I just think it's interesting how everything leads back to Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty Rhodes didn't really have the best relationship with Vince McMahon for a while in WWF. He didn't have the best right. relationship with Eric Bischoff at one point, too. So he has had his ins and outs, his ups and downs with all these promotions that he's been in. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes has always fought with his bosses. That's like a Dusty Rhodes staple, you know, yeah. when outspoken. And if he didn't like, if he didn't like the way it was going, he, he would just take his, pack his bags and go somewhere else. So I think in um, in in a um, what's the word I'm thinking of? 
indirect way. In, thank you. And I and I in thank you. That was really good. That was quick. Good to fill, babe. <laughs> in an indirect way, Dusty Rhodes ended up has been the catalyst of all this because, like I said, we have NWA come back to TV. AEW is now coming to TV. Um, other companies too that Dusty did not have. Uh, did Dusty have anything to do with NJPW or All Japan Wrestling? Not so either, but Dusty was big in. So you know, Dusty was big in the original FCW and Florida from the seventies wrestling and OVW. And the original, not the like the W, like the FCW from like the eighties and the seventies. Dusty was like their, the territory. He was like their star down there. Which was funny because that's the name WWE took originally when they went down to Orlando to start their whole goal of an NXT and a performance right. center. Well, and no, that also was being, a developmental territory. FCW and OVW was the developmental territories for that. They, those were strictly developmental. Not until it became NXT was when it became more of uh, its own brand. But it's just funny that. NXT was birthed out of FCW, mm-hmm. and the original FCW was where Dusty Rhodes was a star. Right. Yeah. Really interesting. So just Dusty Rhodes is give you a, give you another another thing to throw into the spectrum of Dusty Rhodes and having his name all over modern professional wrestling. I guess more so, you know, you always talk about Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker, and I guess. We don't talk about him much enough in the mark he's left all around the industry. Yeah, agreed. Well, and his, and his and his offspring. Yeah, well, with with what with what Cody and even Dustin are doing right now, and just with the affiliation that he has had to all these promotions, everything that's happening right now in the world of wrestling, this is all going to go down in his legacy. And again, yeah. in an indirect way, it's going to go down in Dusty Rhodes' legacy. So, fam, I'd love you guys for you guys to let us know what you think about that topic. So, sound off again on our Twitter and uh, let us know what you think. But, Doc, this has been officially a super show. In, yeah, it is been a super show, without in, a doubt. In less than two minutes. So, fam, we haven't done a super show since episode 20-something, I think. You know what? This was cool. This is an organic super show because yeah. we weren't planning on doing it. With, with wrestling this week, I mean, if there's a time to do a super show, this is the it week was to now. Do it. There was too much to talk about that we we'd be, we'd be yeah. remiss if we didn't talk about a lot of these topics. You exactly. Know? And you know, it's it's the right time of day. We're ending at about two fifty two in the a.m. I only, <laughs> I only have to be at work in like less than five hours, but that's besides the point. I'll have to teach tomorrow. That's nice. At least someone's off. All right, Doc. Well, listen. On that note, man, that's all the definitely all the time we have for today because we got to get to bed. So, fam, yep. if you've enjoyed the show and want to show your support, please do so by following us on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four T H W A double L C A S T. If you haven't already, please be sure to follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle and on Instagram at Wrestle Addict Radio. Please show your support by joining the Patreon. Come and join the fam. Become an oos. Become a member of the royal family, the Wrestle Addict Radio at patreon.com slash Radio, where for as low as $5 a month, you will receive exclusive content. You will receive access to our exclusive Patreon group me chat and so much more. Patreon.com slash Radio. Show your support. Join the fam. 
Once again, thank you for listening to episode 45 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. I am the host, JC Bones. You can find me on Twitter at JC Bones. You can find Doc at Dr. Haas 4WC. You can find our third man, Johnny Smarks, at Johnny Smarks a lot. If you've enjoyed the Fourth Wall experience, please be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon. Oh, God, and how could I forget? Please vote for the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. We have until October 6th. Please follow the link that we are sharing on our social media. Vote for Fourth Wall WrestleCast for the WrestleHub Wrestling Podcast Awards. October 6th is the deadline to let everyone know who you want to nominate. So please show your support and let's win some trophies together, fam. If we win, this one's for you. On that note, we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. And what is it that we do here every week? Keep wrestling real. Keep wrestling real. Goodbye and good night. That was so, like, satanic of you. I feel like I'm going to try to do that different every week. So, so metal, bro. Keep wrestling real. Sit on your hand and, and you know, your wait till your hand falls asleep. Oh, uh, but you're, you ever put your hand in the freezer? <laughs> Sometimes you warm your hand up a little bit, right under some warm water. I, I should probably go to the fuck they're listening to when I keep this on the episode. I should probably go to bed now. I'll talk to you guys later. Later, bro.
good night, man. Peace.